Hi, everybody, and welcome to Don't Praise the Machine, episode number 141. A little note before we start today. We had some trouble with John's audio track this week as a new online recording platform that we used happened to pitch John's voice down about one and a half semitones, which I then had to pitch up to get him sounding like his lovely self. Hopefully it's not too distracting to you, and I do hope you enjoy the episode beginning right now. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to No Praise Machine. This is episode number 141. My name is Alexander Holland, and then as sometimes, some special times, I'm sat in the flesh next to my number one pod brother. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. And John Maloney, I'm literally, I've got my Touching. elbow... Touching bows. We're touching bows. We have elbows <laughs> connected. We're both live and direct in Adelaide, Australia. First time ever. First time ever, both in Adelaide. That's correct. Mm. We've recorded in Berlin together. We've recorded in New York yeah. together. And now back to the spiritual home of the podcast, Melbourne Street, Adelaide, Australia. <laughs> You've been you're the old Lion Hotel. Mm. I'd say if there's a spiritual home... Of the podcast, <laughs> it's the Old Lion Hotel, definitely on Melbourne Street. Yeah, John, oh. you got in a couple of days ago. How has it been feeling being back in Adelaide? It really is the. I mean, the podcast has a number of homes. It's a very international cast, but Adelaide has a special feel mm. and I, a special squeeze. A special squeeze. Give it a little squeeze. And I really do. I was saying to you before we started recording that, I've just been on the phone to Jacinta explaining to her that I will be moving back to Adelaide <laughs> because I've had a couple of encounters with podcast fans <laughs> and they've really made my day. Yeah. So speaking of the Old Lion Hotel, mm. you were your hotel is just across from the Old Lion. I guess we can say this because by the time the podcast is out, you will be on your way back to Melbourne, so mm. you will have avoided any stalkers that are tracking you. So totally. we can say yeah. that you're currently in... Maybe you even want to give the hotel a little plug. Yeah. Shout out to the Majestic Minima <laughs> Hotel. Uh, they they always do a good job for me when I'm here in Adelaide. Like like a, when I when I travel, I prefer Majestic Minima. <laughs> and uh, they just offer you the kind of... I was saying to you before, I love the the kind of minimalism that you get in a hotel room, you got a little comfy bed, you got a desk, you've got all your light switches and plugs to hand. You've just got your essentials in a bag with you. You've got a washing machine and dryer in the basement and a vending machine and a nice shower. Uh, and that's kind of all I need in life. And it's really well located. And so, yeah, I've been down at, at the intersection. There's a place called the lion hotel, which, some of our listeners may know, which had a famous jingle back in the day, which was very odd. Yeah. Uh, it used to say, take me to a little place where they turn water <laughs> to wanna, wine. Do you want to do the bit? Take me to a little... It said, do you want to say the starting bit is, yeah. put some makeup on, which also is very of its era. It's true. Put some makeup oh, on, baby. baby. 
We're going for a drive. Take, Take me to, to the little, little place where they, they turn the water to wine. At the light. That's it. Everything's gonna be all right. They turn water <laughs> to wine at the line. I don't know why they thought, oh, let's do a let's do a bit of a nod to Jesus Christ's first miracle at the wedding feast at Cana. <laughs> um but they did. <laughs> yeah, I've been going there in the morning for their famous brunch. And I've met two days in a row now. I've been meeting podcast fans. And it's a lovely, it's been a really fun, slightly surreal experience. I met your cousin Seb a couple of Seb days was, ago. Seb was with Adrian and Ethan. Yeah. They were very happy to see you. And then yesterday mm. you were walking past the Lion Hotel. I wasn't there this time, mm. but what happened when you're on the street? Yeah. So I was, I was, I saw a young man approaching me <laughs> who was looking directly at me and I was like, why is this guy eyeballing me? And then he said, are you John Maloney from the hit podcast? I praise the machine. <laughs> and I thought I must be having one of those dreams again where <laughs> someone I don't know recognizes me from the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was another of your cousins. Yeah. So it was Henry, Sam, Tildy, and Louie, mm. all first cousins of mine. If if the audience didn't know better, one would think that the podcast audience is entire first cousins <laughs> yes, of mostly, mine. Mostly neats. Um, <laughs> and neat, neat it's Jason. Neats and yeah. McDonald's and Schultz's. Yeah, there you go. That was great. And they said uh, that it was a very exciting moment for them as it was for me. And uh, Hildy was saying she's been speaking highly of Don't Praise the Machine in Western Australia, yeah. which is great, pushing our fan base westward. <laughs> and then we all had a pose for a photo, which they said was a don't prunk photo. I think it's a lovely little callback to when we used to say don't prunk the machunk. Which we should bring back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to <laughs> don't, don't prunk. prunk the machunk. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was great. And then, yeah, I was talking to Seb about parasocial relationships and how <laughs> he feels like he must have met me, but he's not sure he actually has. And I felt a bit the same about him, actually, because <laughs> I am I often hear about your cousins. But, um, but. I don't necessarily have a weekly check-in with them where they just speak their mind for an hour. So that's, <laughs> um, yeah, that was delightful. And I was messaging friends back in Melbourne going, turns out I'm, I'm Adelaide famous. So <laughs> I might just, I might just be move here and be a small town personality um, and deliberately situate myself in places where I know there'll be... <laughs> Your cousins walking around. Yeah, if uh, yeah, if you if you were to spend any time in Prospect, if you're on mm. Prospect Road, mm. you could you would definitely be mobbed on <laughs> on Prospect Road. I wrote yeah. I wrote to you today as well because I was doing a little bit of shopping in the famous Rundle Mall. Mm. Rundle Mall, it's the greatest variety show in town. <laughs> so that's I was John Farnham. John Far it's absolute. If you. If you think you're the voice is John Farnham's best yeah. or Sadie the cleaning lady, forget about it. It's Rundle Mall. <laughs> <laughs> the Rundle Mall jingle that he did. The height of artistic integrity. <laughs> but I was in Rundle Mall today and I texted you because I was having a great experience where I was I went and sat down on a bench to check 
on my phone where I could purchase some items that I wanted. And then sitting next to me on the bench was a young girl who had elven ears mm, on. So okay. she was wearing elf ears. And I thought, oh, that's cute. Like, like she like she as part of a costume almost. Uh, the, the kind of thing that you'd expect to see at mm. some cosplay event. But it, yeah. for her, it was just her look. Yeah. Which I've, I've, I've seen that a bit more recently. People do the cosplay Comic-Con elven ears and they yeah. just make it part of their... Their daily fit, fit check, mm. elven ears, fit check, elven ears, and so yeah, she was. I'd be, if she was my daughter, I'd say, look, short skirt, I don't care, but you're not leaving the house <laughs> with elf ears. No, no daughter of mine is pretending to be a mythical <laughs> creature. She was sitting on the bench next to me, and then I heard. Two people approach her, mm-hmm. a very friendly Asian man and a very friendly African woman approached her and started saying, hey, I just we just wanted to ask if you're interested in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Mm. And she said, much to my surprise, oh, I actually already have a church that I'm a part of, which mm. I didn't expect. I would have thought I'd just go, nah, I'm not interested. But she said... Thanks so much for inviting me to your church. They were really selling it to her as well. They said, it's really cool. It's really multicultural. It's non-denominational. Okay. All we do is we have some pizza and we talk about the word of God. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And she said. You have me at pizza. (laughs) That's how they get you. That's exactly how they get you. And so I just thought this is a beautiful Adelaide. Yeah, that's a very. 2023 moment. That's a very Rundle Mall experience, isn't it? That you might have had there. 20 or 25 years ago, it was always a place for roving evangelists Yeah, who might see a man on crutches and say, can I pray over you? Yeah, And I'd say, please, I'm just trying to get to the bar uh, or the movies. Um, make, do it, just do a quick one. And then I'd say, pretty sure you tried this last week. Can you do, can you do a quick, do you have a quick one? Yeah. Is there like an abbreviated version where you just say, God, this is John. You'll be familiar with his work already. Um, as you can see, he's got an ailment. I know we tried this a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> you decided not to do anything, but just wondering if you'd reconsider. And yeah, that was that's interesting. I wonder if she, how she reconciles her self identifying as an elf with yeah. Her Christianity. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there'd be some implicit passages of the Bible which would frown on pretending to be a fairy being. <laughs> but yeah, why did also, why didn't they ask me? Why did mm. they ask? Did they th- did they look at me and think he just seemed older? Mm. Or was it the ears? What was, if, what, strike, what struck me as odd was they obviously went, oh, that one's got elf ears. Mm. Get her. Yeah, Get yeah. Her. The other kids will get her, put her in the van, <laughs> take her to pizza. She'll um, be susceptible to this. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's lonely. She's troubled. She's vulnerable. I guess they she's do. She's elf. Yeah, I guess elfies do say that you might have a slightly porous sense of identity. Yeah. That maybe means that you can shoehorn in the word of God somewhere there. And were they trained... Were they trained by their superiors <laughs> to seek out people who mm. are... El- who are elf- who are elfed up for the day? Did they say, "Look, look for any people that seem to be struggling yeah. a bit with their"? If, if people look a bit too, if people look a bit together and comfortable in their own skin, yeah, don't waste don't your waste time. your time, yeah. But if you see somebody wearing orc or elf ears, <laughs> <laughs> if, 
if anybody <laughs> seems to be portraying <laughs> themselves as any kind of Tolkien character, maybe <laughs> something from Game of Thrones, yeah. anything dragony. Lunge, lunge at them. <laughs> she said, my parish is in Rivendell, and we've been going to church there for 3,000 years. Mm, that was good. And I went to Rundle Mall yesterday, actually. I saw the mall's balls, took a photo of the mall's balls. You might have to explain the mall's balls. Sure. So it's an Adelaide icon, one of many, yeah. which consists of two shiny metal balls, each probably as tall as a person, and they're stacked one on top of the other. And it's kind of a... So it's a bit of, you know, classic sort of local government-funded installation art. And it's been there ever since I've known Adelaide. And it's become a bit of a kind of, well, it's not particularly, it's a bit goobery and outdated, but it's become a kind of um, symbol of the city of Adelaide because it's right in the middle of Rundle Mall, which is itself the kind of centre point of the yeah. CBD. And uh, so I went up and what you've got to do is, is kiss them and touch them for good luck. I did. A bit like the Blarney Stone. For good harvest. Yeah. 2024. (laughs) I did the traditional. You have to sing Chandelier by Sia Furla (laughs) and kiss the mall's balls. (laughs) So I gave a traditional kiss and touch of the mall's balls. And I was looking out for various classic Adelaide characters, but I didn't actually see them. There's probably been a bit of a generational shift since my time. All the oddballs that you'd get like a guy that was sort of um advertising famously advertising at local suit shop and used to stand there with a microphone he was gone there used to be a guy with a xylophone just busking every day he was gone and i thought i guess it's a new adelaide for a new generation but i'm glad that the balls are still here Now, I wanted to talk about a subject that I realized I had talked about once before on the show, which is itself quite puzzling, but I guess it indicates a persistent interest on my part. And that subject is skateboarders. (laughs) And I've been, as you know, I've been teaching at the University of Melbourne Law School, show sponsors, shout out to them this semester. And one thing that I noticed coming and going from the law school is that it's got this park opposite it and the park, like a lot of parks in Australian cities has a bit of kind of publicly funded public space. Like it's got, you know, the Lamphy theatre with concrete steps, stone steps, and those places are often favorited by and frequented by local skateboarders and have been since time immemorial. Mm. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people would remember that growing up from Australia and all around the world. And I used to see them all the time, you know, growing up in Adelaide. And then when I'd come to Melbourne, they'd always be sort of, they'd find a piece of public landscaping that was suitable for kickflips and ollies, (laughs) I imagine. And, uh, and they didn't seem to be like, I didn't, I never really paid much attention and I didn't kind of regard them with any particular 
disdain or high regard, but they just became, they, they were just a fixture of the streetscape. But now, myself looking at these kids, young people across the road at the, from the law school with deep affection and almost admiration because they don't seem to be, first of all, they're out and about doing something outside, mastering a physical skill, and they're often not on their phones, you know, mm. because you you can't really be on your phone and trying to do a kickflip. <laughs> um, and sometimes they do things like one of them will be one of them will be on the skateboard, filming him or her, mm. and uh, but often that that's not what's happening. They're just it'll just be a person who's gone down there by themselves, who's kind of loose mates with the other skateboarders who are down there. Yeah, but they're just kind of off on their own repeating some particular trick that they're trying to get the hang of. And the reason I noticed them the first time, I think, was one of them was doing that and was going absolutely apeshit because he couldn't get the hang of this trick and kept sort of going, fuck, and like smashing his board. So that wasn't a particularly good, that wasn't particularly inspiring in and of itself. But I just thought, man, it was so unremarkable growing up that skateboarders were around and that being a kind of skatey was one of the youth subcultures that you could kind of drift into if you were so inclined. Yeah. But now I just think it's so nice that they're, they've become this like surprising holdout in the, you know, age of Twitch streaming and, yeah. and people uh, sitting around, I don't know, giving pineapples to non-playable characters, <laughs> whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> That these, it's, it's become Thank you this, for the roles. Thank you for the roles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I felt like an old man who, you know, years after the emergence of television encounters some kids playing stickball in the street <laughs> and uh, nods approvingly. Like, I'm glad that, I'm glad things haven't gone completely mad. You know, the skaties are still there. They're not broadcasting every second of their lives. They're not obsessed with every second of someone else's life. They're just doing their own thing, kind of dressed up in skatey clothes and looking cool to each other. And I feel like going up to them and saying, <laughs> you are our hope for the future. <laughs> You've escaped the machine and I, and I, God bless you. And I guess, uh, you just, you're just enjoying the simple pleasures of a skate. But then it made me think about other things. Like, I guess. Some other kids might be BMXing or some kids might be surfing or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of easy to forget that that stuff is still going on because these days when I think, what are young people doing? Yeah. I think of them just wear-eyed <laughs> and staring into their devices. But yeah, I mean. Talked, they've talked their brains exactly, into mush. Exactly. They're just Twitch streaming, watching some some other equally square-eyed kid playing Red Dead Redemption or something. <laughs> or maybe they're skating, but in the metaverse. Yeah, you know? playing Tony Hawk. Exactly, yeah. Tony Hawk 40. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the famously, the, the news during the week was that, or in the last couple of weeks, was that uh, Tony Hawk's son had married Kurt Cobain's daughter. Oh. And it was this, it was like this real generation shift, but it was keeping this, these two '90s dynasties alive, and uh, and so maybe it's a fitting time to reflect on the persistence of skatey culture. But yeah, I mean, I just want to say to those kids, keep at it, and keep off your machine. 
<laughs> I wonder what this... You could definitely look at the sales of skateboards. That would mm. be a way to compare yeah. 90s skateboard sales with 2023 skateboard. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming that's probably the easiest way yeah. to check the data on how popular skating is would be mm. sales of the skateboards in the skating industry. Because it would be really interesting to know how popular it is now compared to pre-smartphones. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, it was always kind of a niche thing that maybe you'd get a few kids who were like bleedingly interested in it, but then you'd have others who it would just become their identity and they'd stick with it for years and they'd be buying new boards and accessories and I don't know, getting all kitted out and spending hours on it. And when I was growing up, I wouldn't look at those kids and think they, their parents raised them right necessarily. Mm. I wouldn't think they raised them wrong either, but I just, now I think. It was a, is it act of rebellion when we were growing up? Even though, it, yeah. even though it wasn't necessarily vandalism, you just thought, mm. oh, they're probably smoking weed and mm. listening to punk exactly. rock. And they're, you know what they will be doing? Sure, they're at the skate park built by the city council now, mm. but later they're going to go and do ollies and kickflips off statues that we revere. They're exactly. going to be waxing up grandma's stoop freaking her <laughs> out right. as they do yeah. a 1060 mctwist with ollie kickflip <laughs> over exactly. over grandma's walker yeah they'll be kickflipping on the skull of on the marble skull of colonel line pointing <laughs> over the city of adelaide but uh but now i think man those those kids their parents did something right because they said no i'm not getting you a fucking vr headset yeah, get out on the skateboard <laughs> yeah that's right Get out on the board. In my maybe their parents are like generations of skaties from my yeah. time or our time, and and they go, we didn't need all this bullshit. Just have a have a spliff, yeah, and get yeah. out and you do a kickflip. You can have you can have a couple of hours of Fortnite, yeah. So long as you've practiced kickflips and <laughs> smoked a spliff, yeah, that's right. For for two hours, yeah. Watched. Uh, Z <laughs> boys and dog towns, or whatever the fuck it is. Or you've watched go go downstairs into the basement and put in my old <laughs> skate skate magazine VHS tapes yeah, that will have like all the jackass guys doing pranks to yeah. punk music. Yeah, go and watch go and watch like Steve O and Wee Man. Exactly. Go and watch a bit of pre cirrhosis Bam Margera, <laughs> and uh, and. <laughs> And enjoy that, that simple time. So, yeah, shout out to those. I haven't seen so many while I've been in Adelaide, I must say, but I can only assume they're around. I know we, have skate, a, we have skate parks. I'm obviously yeah. not well versed in this. We can have Adelaide's skating community write in, hello mm. at dptm.org, mm, and let us know do. how the scene is here. Let us know about those waxed up. Those I call them greasy parks because the kids <laughs> take candles and waxes down there, I assume, and really slick up all the... <laughs> concrete yeah. rims and ridges how greasy are the parks <laughs> yeah that's right do you what's your favorite adelaide grease park <laughs> but it's also made me think like why are we of the government is the local government still putting in spikes and and things yeah. to stop you from running around i think they are yeah and if they are why don't they wake up and think actually what these kids are doing is much more pro-social than it's true. sitting at home getting anemia from being in the dark all day. <laughs> we should be encouraging it. We shouldn't be putting spikes on 
these bits of furniture. You should be. We sh- there should be a special day where kids come and do McTwist flips out the front mm. of Parliament houses all over, grease up the steps of democracies around <laughs> Australia, and get the kids down to show other kids. Yeah, come out. Come out of your basement. Come <laughs> off your Twitch stream. Yeah. McFlip and twist your way to, to, to mental health success. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Grease up for, I can't think of anything. Grease up for Grown Ups Day 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear about me helping my parents with technology? <laughs> yeah, please. That's a classic. <laughs> Classic fare for when you go back and visit your parents for Christmas. So I always like, I, I typically like helping my parents with technology because it's something that I'm pretty good with. I always know how to get the best budget, anything. I'm famous yeah. in, shout out to my friend Jordan, who's always saying I'm his go-to man whenever he needs a new device mm. because I've he, he can utilize my like insane amount of hours that I will have spent to save $20 on a phone. Yeah. Whenever I must say, I, I think of you in the same way. Whenever you say, I say, what kind of this should I get? And you go this one. Yeah. And I think, well, there's no point me looking behind that. Cause I know you will have <laughs> put the hours in <laughs> best budget, Alex. Yeah. They that's call right. me. Yeah. So I like helping my parents with that. I saved them a lot of money on their Mobile phone bill last time I was here because mm. I could just see that they were getting too much data that they didn't need. Mm. So I I got them, I halved their mobile phone bills last oh, time wow. I was here looking yeah. at their usage. And this time around, I've been doing a little bit of stuff with them, helping them with their phones. And sometimes I have to use mum's phone to play a few Spotify tracks in the car yep. when we're zipping around Radelaide in the polo. And... I noticed this thing that I only ever deal with when I'm dealing with my parents and their mobile phones, which really made me giggle. And I wrote it down because I said, this is how you know if you've picked up a boomer's phone. Mm. If somebody's lost their phone and you pick it up and you're able to like, if it's not locked and you could go in, it's very easy to know if you've got a boomer's phone (laughs) because they will have... 7,000 screens with three icons on <laughs> each screen. Yeah. So I open like dad's yeah, phone and he's true. got Google Chrome mm. and then the phone app <laughs> and then like the, the, the Melbourne Age app mm. and then entire screen is empty mm. and then, then swipe over swipe. and he has Telstra app, nothing else. <laughs> and then swipe over and he's got... AFL app yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. nutrition app. And a calculator. And a calculator. And then <laughs> swipe over and some app that I've never heard of that he's never used. <laughs> and then just swipe. Maybe maybe on certain certain models of phone, empty screen. Mm. Just like six empty screens. Because <laughs> <laughs> mum was like, the phone rang. Mum's yeah. phone rang. And she's like, I'll call Michelle back. I was yeah. like, okay. So I opened the phone and... The, the on the first like screen the phone app isn't there and I was like okay fine next screen no phone app next screen I was going where where is the phone yeah. where is the phone to make calls and she goes oh it's just here and she went scroll 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 <laughs> and it was like on an iPhone it was one of those she had it like nested oh wow in a bunch of other unrelated apps that you had. she goes it's just, just here you just sw- scroll to the eighth screen and then it's just nested in this little box with the voice recorder and the dictionary 
That is classic. And yeah. they don't, it's because their generation mm. don't necessarily know how to move them. You know, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was showing them, I was going, here's what you do. Yeah, and I was also showing them my phone, of course, me being incredibly anal. I don't have a single <laughs> inch of space on yeah. any... Every screen is packed mm. to perfection, as mm. I say. And, and I you was... Can, you can put it... You can thematize it. You can say, well, here's all my, you know, visual... Like, here's all my streaming services. Exactly. Here's all my utilities, whatever. Yeah. When, when Ned visited me in Berlin last year, he had a chat with a dear friend of mine, Julia, mm. uh, Julia and Medi. I don't think they're cast listeners, but shout out to, to Julia. Julia was showing Ned that she has all of her icons arranged by color. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So like WhatsApp and phone, I guess, would be next to each other. They're green, just green apps, yeah. red app. So just the icons. Mm. So she has it colored by, by flavor. Yeah, there you go. So she can just, just go, oh, yeah, that she'd remember. Oh, yeah, email is blue. So mm. I'll just swipe over to the blue it's got screen. Like, Apps in Athesia. She's like, I see apps as colours yeah. rather than <laughs> rather than functions. functions. <laughs> I've got unique pathways in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I experience. Yeah. I, I, when I feel sad, exactly. I think of sad. I think of sad apps that are blue. Yeah, that's right. I think of happy apps and sad apps and excited apps. I mean, calculating to me that's kind of a gr- that's a grey process. <laughs> so I look to the grey. <laughs> Section. But that's how, yeah, so I was showing mum and dad, you hold it down with your finger, mm. they start, on iPhones, they start doing the little wiggle, mm. and then you can move them. Move it across. It is a bit fiddly, but yeah, you get the hang and of you it. you can move it around. And I still, I'm still, I am still waiting for that moment, which I know is coming, mm. where somebody younger than me does that. Yeah. A, a lot. T- looks at something I'm doing. Yeah. And goes, this is, em- this is embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I'm already making various uh, cringy faux pas without realizing it. But I know. I knew that your dad, shout out to Steve, oh, yeah. was an analog man. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, that's what I gave him my. Yeah, this is a good story. First of all, thank you very much to your family for having me around for dinner. Yeah, the other night that was lovely. I had memories going back decades of us. Making their working lives difficult by screwing around in the backyard and in the living room when they were trying to get to sleep and go to work. And so it was nice to bury the hatchet and just have a nice family dinner. <laughs> and it was lovely. And your mum made her famous birthday chicken, which yes. I loved. Basil birthday chicken. Basil birthday chicken. And moose. We had chocolate moose, um, which you were deriding by saying it's really just... <laughs> It's really just cake cream I or said something. Chocolate cream. chocolate cream. I said, mousse is really just whipped cream. It's just a chocolate cream, isn't it? <laughs> you've, you've just fed us a basic chocolate cream. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was lovely. And we were having lots of delightful conversation, which peaked when... Having, the, having a few glasses of red, Penfold's red. Yeah, that was, that was great. Your mum was giving me nice... Big generous RSL diet, our RSL sized pores of uh, of Penfolds Red, which I was loving. Uh, RSL, for those who don't know, is the Retired Servicemen's League. Oh, uh, I didn't even know that was what the acronym mm, meant. Which is a a kind of series of clubs around Australia, which originally started for returned soldiers, and they often have very generous pores of booze for whatever reason. So yeah. I think of them as RSL pores. And uh, that was great. 
and then Stephen and I were catching up on various bits of St. Ignatius law because he taught at the school, at the same school that we went to, yeah. And he's a great source of stories about who's doing what and what's happened to various people. And then he disappeared for a moment <laughs> and everyone kind of rolled their eyes because they knew what was coming <laughs> except me. He's also said, he, he said, I'll go to bed, John, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to bed in a second, but I'm just, I'm just going to show you something before I do. <laughs> sort of disappeared down the down the hall. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's the clippings folder." And I was like, "Oh, this is this sounds great." And it was. He brought it back, and it was a series of His sacred envelope. Yeah, it was a sacred envelope, which our generation doesn't appreciate that these were all these were all. I mean, they were photocopied originals, I yeah. guess. Yeah, photocopied of, originals and, and a handful of, of photographic prints. Mm, which were really a, a combination of keepsakes from, I guess, his, his career and also probably his friends. Yeah. Most of them kind of amusing and compromising uh, photographs and... Strange stories and and lots of uh, he's got lots of photocopies of stuff. Being a school teacher mm. for his career, he has all these photocopies of funny things that kids handed in mm. as answers on tests or certain assignments they'd handed up, not knowing yeah. that what they were submitting was hilarious because they were <laughs> inadvertently talking about like the behavior <laughs> of their father at home yeah. or hilarious misspellings. Exactly. Where somebody's meant to write, you know, um, cut or flap and yeah. they've accidentally written cunt yeah. or something. The one, the one he has is like somebody has said, you know, he can he, he, there, there's so much liquid in a glass. If this much falls out, will there still be enough <laughs> left right. for this? And some kids just written, no, you cunt. <laughs> As opposed to, no, you can't. It's just one little letter, miss, little let the U should have been an A. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's great too because, you know, he's the kind of teacher who has kept up with a lot of those students. So he might show them that when they're growing up yeah have a good laugh about it or he'll show it to their parents or whatever and uh yeah so i really enjoyed that and then just kind of other bits of hilarious and vulgar ephemera which uh <laughs> which very much appealed to me and i thought and i wish i had my own clippings folder my own sacred envelope uh, but these days it all just gets buried in your phone history and yeah you have to you have to go Oh, who did I last send this to on WhatsApp? Mm, oh, yeah, right. now just let me flick through yeah, yeah, exactly. the message history. And then if you've sent things sometimes years ago and then you've got a new phone, you didn't mm. back up WhatsApp, then it mm. might just be gone. But his, yeah, his is very much still from the era where you recorded things through mm. photocopiers. And yeah, through sort of one-offs, really, which is, which is kind of great because otherwise if he hadn't done that, those things would have just been lost to history, but uh, and you can see the the amount of joy that it brings him, and, mm. and his face when he's just showing. He's going, "Will you uh, just have a have a look at that one there?" <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I'm off. John, John, love it to see you. I'm, uh, I'm off, guys. That's what it was like. It was lovely, and 
I felt it was a step forward in mine and Stephen's relationship that he shared that with me. Yes, that's right. Uh, I'd been in, I'd been <laughs> kind of led into the fold of the clipping. And also you knew that you were having the experience because my mother was like visibly angry that he brought, <laughs> that he brought these, she was going, don't bring that envelope out. That's mean, <laughs> all of that's mean spirited. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, and Isabel and Ned just going, oh no, not Isabel <laughs> just going, oh, it's a bloody envelope. It's that time of night. Yeah. It's when Stephen has a male guest and yeah. everybody's had a few wines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to new guests. <laughs> They'll love this. They'll yeah. love the secret dirty envelope. <laughs> secret dirty envelope. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day maybe you'll be passing that envelope on to your <laughs> grandchildren, and people will get it out. They'll have to wear little white gloves because the because the photocopies will have been ravaged by time. <laughs> like the uh, like a, a, an expensive. Oh, it'll be at an auction. Yeah, exactly. No, the next lot is this <laughs> is this authentic is this authentic rude clippings folder from <laughs> from uh, tw- late twentieth century Adelaide. We want to say thanks for coming to Adelaide. Adelaide wants to. Adelaide says thank you. John Maloney. <laughs> We're doing a little street party for you, and that's the advertisement that's currently playing on the radio to get everybody out to the, to the ticker tape parade. Perhaps the other thing that's worth, sorry, you do the ad voice. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I think that was it. That was my bit. Adelaide says thank you to John Maloney. This yeah. Sunday at Rymel, this Saturday at Rymel Park. Rymel Park. Adelaide says thank you to John Maloney. <laughs> Why not come down with the whole family? <laughs> The Honourable Jane Lomax Smith <laughs> will be presenting a lifetime key to the city for to John Maloney. Former Prime Minister Julia Gillard. <laughs> yeah, perhaps the other thing worth mentioning before I forget is that I mentioned the Majestic Minimum Hotel earlier, but this is also the first podcast that I think we've done lying... <laughs> Reclining side by side Yo- on a bed. Yoko and uh, John, John Lennon-esque, <laughs> our bed in. Yeah, it's a DPTM bed in for Pete. <laughs> yeah, we had to, we've had to, I'll po- I just posted a photo of it on the Instagram account, mm. but it took a little bit of maneuvering. Now I've kind of <laughs> lent over to you mm. like a... Like a it's like you're serenading me on a bed. With, I've got like the David Brent kind of <laughs> leg, do. the leg up. <laughs> <laughs> when David, like the David Brent photo shoot. Yeah. Maybe if you just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We want to say thank you, Majestic Hotel. And John wants to say thank you, Adelaide, for everything you've given me over yeah, the last thank four you very days. Much. I want to say thank you to the fine people at a range of establishments I've enjoyed, beginning with the, what was that pub we went to on the first night? Where did we go on the, uh, we went to, yeah, so we first went, John Maloney would like to thank <laughs> the Kentish Arms Hotel, <laughs> Ruby Red Flamingo, Ruby Red Flamingo, Wallace Cinemas, uh, the Piccadilly Cinema <laughs> on O'Connell Street, <laughs> Soy 38, <laughs> Soy 38, the Olivia Hotel. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Simon. Don't praise her at the Olivia Hotel, the best pub in Adelaide. Yeah. The General Havelock Hotel. <laughs> I studiously avoided every time I visited for several decades, but then I went and I thought, this is all right. Yeah. And that's about it, really. Oh, the State Library of South Australia. 
<laughs> I encourage people to get down there, get yourself a wrap and a coffee, <laughs> and then you can go upstairs and enjoy the sights and sounds of the Mortlock Library, which is a beautiful hall of treasures and history. And shout out to Ben Kerville, who I visited that with today. Yeah. Um, then you can go walk through the time-honoured, beautiful sandstone halls and buildings of the University of Adelaide, and you'll find yourself on the banks of the Torrens, which I think is a lake, but uh, you can call it the Torrens River if you want. You go walk across the footbridge. Uh, it's just classic, just really classic, sunny afternoon Adelaide stuff. So, yeah, shout out to the beautiful city of Adelaide. Thank you for hosting me and, and Al. Thank you so much for coming down and seeing me, John, and seeing the city of Adelaide. I can't wait to be back here again. This is episode yeah. number 141. When will we next be? Mm. I'd like to think sooner rather sooner rather than later. Mm. We'll be back in Adelaide again doing an in-person podcast. We'll get back to the Majestic. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll get... The um, maybe we'll get the honeymoon suite. Mm. <laughs> we could do <laughs> it. We could good. do it in like a but just... in a heart shaped bathtub, <laughs> yeah, or a, on a waterbed maybe. So you'd get a little bit of wobbly waterbed sounds in the background. That'd be nice. <laughs> that'd, be very, that'd be so. That'd be very like Adelaide eighties nineties. Yeah, we'll just do right. it from a squishy. The next pod, guys. The next podcast will be coming from Mister Waterbed. Waterbed. <laughs> Squish. Yeah, from the honeymoon suite at Scotty's Motel. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. That was episode, no, that was episode number 141, starring myself, Alexander Holland, and live and direct, one foot next to me on the left-hand side. It's got to be the one called... Jim Maloney. Thanks so much, everybody, and we'll see you next week at the podcast.